Please listen carefully. Hello and welcome to episode 80 of the Telling the Story podcast. I am Matt Pearl, author of the Telling the Story blog and a reporter at NBC in Atlanta. This podcast is all about developing your voice as a journalist and developing the skills to harness that voice. Switching it up a little bit for 2021, in addition to the interviews with storytellers that you know and love, I'm also going to include readings of my weekly essays for the Telling the Story blog. Call it some bonus audio for you to listen to in your playlists, especially now, especially during this pandemic where we're all more isolated, limited, in need of inspiration. I'm going to try to provide that as much as I can. Before we get going, a few requests. Please subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher Smart Radio. Stitcher is the best podcast app I know. It keeps a playlist of your favorite shows and automatically updates with new episodes so you don't have to download them. Just download the Stitcher app and subscribe to the Telling the Story podcast. Second, rate and review this podcast on iTunes if you like what you're hearing and want others to hear it too. A kind rating on iTunes is the best way to boost us in the rankings and search. So I kindly encourage that. Finally, you can buy my book, The Solo Video Journalist, wherever fine books are sold. And the second edition is here. It's a how-to guide for the most in-demand job in local TV news, those who shoot and edit their own stories. We've got all new interviews and updates for the new edition. I'm already hearing some really, really nice feedback, so go ahead, check that out. It's The Solo Video Journalist on sale now. All right, here we go. This week's essay is entitled, Finding the Power of the Big Picture in the Pandemic Grind. There's a line I sometimes recite when I feel I've reached a professional roadblock. It's a punchline from an eighth season episode of Seinfeld where George Costanza is trying to spin his meager life triumphs amid countless failures into a grand success story. You know, he says, if you take everything I've accomplished in my entire life and condense it down into one day, it looks decent. When I watched this two decades ago, I laughed with everybody else. We're supposed to laugh at George. The line is meant to mock him. But these days, it's become somewhat of a mantra, a reminder of the power of the big picture. When I feel stagnant in my career, I reflect on what I've accomplished and discover a lengthier list than maybe I realized in the moment. When I'm shooting a story and don't feel like I'm capturing what I need, I aim to stay focused and remember that I might feel differently by day's end. In the moment, I often dwell on mistakes and failures. In the aggregate, I see a career that condensed into a few paragraphs, looks decent. And in 2020, when limitations and frustrations loomed over every day, and they still do in 2021, I leaned and lean on George's line, or at least the optimism within it, to push through. No matter your role, your life was disrupted sometime this past March. The COVID-19 pandemic forced newsrooms to close and news employees to adjust. Most of us still work from home. Many of us can't shoot video indoors without our boss's permission. We can't travel like we did. We can't immerse ourselves the same way in our stories. And for those like me with young children at home, we face challenges of work-life balance that often seem insurmountable. I spent much of 2020 feeling like I wasn't fulfilling my potential. I sat out major stories. I couldn't approach others with the same ambition because I realized the toll it would take at home. 
for a long time with a months-old daughter sleeping in our room and often not sleeping. A successful day simply meant summoning enough energy to get through both my work shift and the additional hours overseeing a toddler and infant. I could barely focus while writing scripts. I scraped for extra minutes to plan future stories. I rarely felt I had enough time. Even this morning, I woke up extra early to write this essay and was about eight paragraphs in when I heard, well before my two-year-old daughter's wake-up time, a holler from her room. Where are you, Dada? Where are you, Dada? Where are you, Dada? Where are you, Dada? I laugh at and I live for these moments, and I've never taken for granted the beauty in this bonus time with my family. But at work, I couldn't reach my usual standards, and it left me frustrated. Then, I stepped back and realized what those frustrations had borne, and I became immensely proud. In 2020, I continued to produce meaningful stories, even receiving the opportunity to work with the special projects team at my station. I MMJ'd a documentary, The Ripple, about the pandemic's overlooked effects on underserved communities. I shot most of it during a glorious two-week period when my parents came down to visit and babysit. I used the lack of significant shooting opportunities to improve my post-production and get stronger at Adobe After Effects. I learned Adobe Premiere and now use it as my primary editing software, a long-time goal I finally accomplished. Outside the newsroom came two of my proudest achievements. When so many storytelling workshops and conferences were getting postponed or canceled, I reached out to the NPPA to see if I could plan a virtual video storytelling workshop. Two months later, we gathered more than 200 journalists and an all-star speaking lineup over Zoom for an inspiring weekend that will remain a highlight of my career. And in the early stages of the pandemic, not to mention the earliest months of my younger daughter's life, I copy-edited the second edition of my book, The Solo Video Journalist, a how-to guide for those of us who produce stories as one-person crews. My publisher released it over the summer. Yeah, if you condense my year into two paragraphs, it looks decent. I know I'm not alone. Maybe we all didn't write books or plan workshops, but I think most of us can look back at 2020 and find successes amidst the struggle. That's an important perspective for 2021 when we may perhaps, hopefully, return to something approaching our pre-pandemic lives. Burnout will remain a risk. Stress will remain a constant. We will need to navigate our dreams, expectations, and assignments with steady minds. That starts with thinking big and always keeping sight of our larger goals. It means absorbing our circumstances and continuing to push. The day I wrote this, I was on a break. It was late December and I was finally taking two weeks to relax after nine months ramming against the pandemic wall. I've given myself permission to divorce myself from work for a stretch, this essay notwithstanding, and recharge my professional batteries. But by the time you read this and now, the time you hear this, I am back in the thick of it, setting goals, thinking big, and trying to remind myself of that unexpected bit of wisdom from a character named Costanza. 
The Telling the Story blog updates every Wednesday. The website is tellingthestoryblog.com. Rate and review this podcast on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher Smart Radio. And check out my book, The Solo Video Journalist, Second Edition. Thank you to Jazar and Cloud Harbor for the music. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Telling the Story podcast. We'll see you next time. Thank you.